3: Try to go double time. Is
2: that, is that our beatbox?
3: It was almost yeah. like a drum, a ba- drum and bass.
2: Right. What's up, guys? All right, we're here.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what I just did. All right, uh, which is nothing.
3: Yes.
2: Well, as you can tell, this is the first episode.
3: Uh, <laughs> hey, or, wait, no. I guess that was a great the third beatbox slash. Melody. Yeah. And Desi was just about to come in with a hook.
2: <laughs>
1: and you like okay. did some weird shit.
3: <laughs> uh, what?
1: <laughs> you like spazzed out? I know. I, I was trying rapping. to double time. I was because well.
3: I was like I was trying to get his go drum and, drum and bass. bass. I was trying to add the the like thirty two. Yeah. The drum roll. yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways. <laughs> <Nice> hands,
2: Blake. <laughs> so what's up, guys? I'll I'll pull the reins in here. Um so we're all coming together here. You wanna start this off, Nathan? Tell us a little more about. Dude, I'm so excited. Sorry, Sunday.
3: Nathan, who's Nathan? I know Sunday.
0: Uh, Yeah. Why are we here? So Blake and I have a podcast called More Than Meets the Mike, and uh, Desi and Jackson, two of our best friends, have with the four of us have come together with a really cool concept uh, that we're tentatively calling Fantasy Factory. Uh, Fantasy Factory. Rob Deerdick had a MTV show back in the '90s, 2000s, 2000s, -hmm. where he had. an amazing uh, warehouse space with all this cool stuff a zip line, a hot tub, a cold plunge, uh, a you know, skate park, <laughs> all kind of cool stuff, whatever he had. and He
2: had like a skate ramp. <laughs> he had it all. He had a music studio.
0: M- music studio. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is before
2: Andrew Huber- Huberman. So there you go. Okay, no cold plunge. plunge. <laughs> but you
0: get the idea. Amazing spot. And we've come together and decided hey, we want to do something similar. <clears throat> we want to have a mansion in Las Vegas where we can have all the things. Uh, that I just mentioned and more. And essentially, there's going to be a lot of benefits to having a space like that in somewhere like Las Vegas. But additionally, we have this podcast together. All four of us will be on the podcast now instead of just Blake and I. And the intention of the podcast is threefold. One is accountability so that we can get together every week, be in proximity of each other, help each other out, just stay on track to making this uh, mansion concept happen number two is just to document the process to be able to say okay desi has her music career and blake has his music career and jackson as a a business owner me as a business owner a music artist and all the different things that we do uh, to be able to document that process and then third is networking we're going to bring on other people and we're going to ask them questions hey how do we obtain the right location a place that's uh, a mansion that has all the boxes checked that we want but also that uh, we can run a business out of legally and have all the right um, ducks in a row for that. So that's what we're here for. And we're going to have a lot of fun in this process because like, what better to do than have a mansion where we can party, have fun, run businesses, uh, run our teams from have uh, music there and all the great things that we could do in that space.
2: Yeah, and I think what's so exciting about a podcast too and what made me really come up with the idea of like documenting this process was, you know, when I launched my initial channel, Passion Toolbox on TikTok, I was able to scale that to, you know, 14 million views a month. And the formula I used was teaching marketing through storytelling, Mm -hmm. right? So throughout this process, we want to be able to document what we're doing to create what we're trying to create but tell that in a way where it's not like dry and boring but actually interesting and you can follow along in the journey and be part of the journey like if you're watching this and you have ideas on how we can solve the problems we talk about let us know in the comments or reach out to us right and you know when you look at the biggest benefit of a podcast it's not even if this gets a single view it's the guests you're able to bring on the connections you're able, able to make mm-hmm. and i think what makes a network powerful is when you're networking with the goal of solving your restraint. So whatever the biggest thing is that you need to overcome in your business or brand in music, whatever it is to get what you want, you need to put 100% of your focus in the biggest domino, essentially. Mm. right? And so I think this show can be a really good opportunity to just bring on the people that can solve whatever our obstacles are. If it's finding a place, we interview a realtor that comes in and shows us how to get like the coolest spot in Vegas, right? If it's, you know, oh, like we need to fundraise, we need to come up with money. Well, here's what I'm doing in my business. I'm missing email marketing. Why don't we bring on an email marketer and learn what to do there, right? And mm-hmm. we can just bring on whatever each of us need and then tell our stories through our own experience with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of go on these side journeys with each of us um, sure. that interest you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, what's exciting about this is that if you – okay, what the heck. If you um, are (laughs) listening to this, like I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and um, what's going to be cool and and different about this podcast is you're going to go in real life and real time with us while we're going through this. So um, any trials and tribulations that we go through, you're going to hear about them in time. When we make good moves, you're going to hear about them in time. You're going to see us actually move instead of us telling the story of – how we did something or the tactics that we may or may not have used, which is why people usually get on podcasts is to learn some sort of framework that has made someone a billion million dollars that might not even work anymore because they might have done it like 10 or 12 or 15 years ago. This is literally real in time. And all of us have different strengths in this room. And this is why this is cool because there's four different people with different personalities with different strengths sitting in one room that's trying to come together for one idea. And so you're going to learn a lot about our different personalities and why we're here and all of our different goals and how they all come together into one. My strengths um, are my forearms. And <laughs> my strengths is my booty.
2: Well, but, um, I, and. I think a good place to start is maybe each of us go one by one and say yeah. who we are, why we're here and what we want to get great. out of it. And then maybe like what we want from the space.
3: And maybe our strengths, what we think our strengths are. Mm-hmm. Or. Love it. Let's do it.
0: it why don't we
2: start with Blake? Oh, start with Blake. Yeah. With Blake? Yeah. All right. Uh
3: Um, yeah, it was like everybody was talking about the podcast and like how this was like coming together and like I was like Oh, what am I gonna say? But it was like everybody already said it everything so Um, but yeah, no, I think it's awesome. I was gonna say exactly kind of just to repeat what Desi was saying, Um. but it's like yeah, it's cool because we had this podcast and it was it was awesome but i think this one we have an actual direction and a vision and a goal behind this which is cool and it's something tangible and we can also get the other benefits out of the same thing that we were doing before and there's just more people in the pot and like you know we can we can utilize each other's strengths It's a powerhouses
0: if i may
2: add
3: it is it is a powerhouse
2: tell people about what you do with last friday
3: so yeah i started um the biggest open mic in las vegas um with Desi helps run this as well. And um, it basically started in my living room and I just kind of invited over cause I, I produce people for a living. And so I invited over all my clients and I was like, why not just all of us hang out One time a month See what happens And so That turned in from like uh, People just listening to songs In the studio To Then we had to move To the living room Because it got too big And then People started taking the mic And performing And then We moved to a bigger house And built a stage On the Like In in our living room Our living room still is a stage And um, It's like Yeah usually people (laughs) have TVs And couches in their living room And stuff We have a stage With like a backdrop And A drum kit it's it's cool. So, um yeah, and we got that it just honestly word of word of mouth and we got like 300 people there. Cops came and then like uh, we had to get a venue and I was I just kind of had to learn how to do business. Like and that was that's <laughs> yeah. how I started. I didn't I had no idea how to run a whole company. I just did clients and um there, that was it but so i was like okay i have like a lot to learn but it was cool it helped me learn and then honestly meet a lot of you amazing people through that um and yeah i mean like i mean i, I met you through the um, other thing it was like an artist
2: collective event or something
3: but i feel like that had to do with me just networking and knowing people from this last friday yeah. and then desi like um also like Cam introduced me kind of to you, and I met you around that time, and yeah. so, um, and then you introduced me to Sunday. So it's honestly facilitated a lot of cool resources already just throwing this event. But so yeah, we've gotten we we throw events. Uh, we've we've gotten up to seven hundred people at some of our events and stuff. I mean, I we average <laughs> lower than that a little bit, but huh?
2: I said I I love your events. I really think you guys like when I went to it. I was really impressed because there there's one thing to like throw an event where you have a bunch of artists that are all supposed to bring people out, but their people are just kind of there for the artists they're there to see. What you guys have done a really good job of is actually building a community. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Where everyone there is actively supporting everyone and invested in each other, which I think is rare because a lot of times, especially in the music industry, a lot of people act – a certain way because they want something from you right um and they're trying to climb their way up and survive right right versus i think you guys have done it in a way where it's like it really feels like everyone's supporting people because you for lead, sure you lead through example for mm-hmm. sure i mean you of course right?
3: there's still some of that you know people are like of get me on the stage like yeah. i deserve to be on the stage and it's like but i think
2: you've protected your community what? in a way where most mm-hmm. of that is being put onto you and not right. like like th- it doesn't affect the show Right. You know what I mean? For
3: sure. No, Most yeah. mostly it's for like the aspect of, yo, if like we'll put you on if we see you in the crowd going around networking, like meeting yeah. people. That's the whole point is I wanted to recreate what was happening and all the, the crazy people I was meeting mm-hmm. through me just throwing it. And I was like, dude, yeah. there's some dope people that are showing up to yeah. these events. And um, yeah, I wanted that to kind of like go off. And also the like ability to um the seeing artists go from so like maybe just starting out maybe their very first performance on the stage and i was like oh like kind of hurts my ears to hear some of this <laughs> stuff and then to come 3 or 4 months later and they came every single month and they like Get were better. they mm-hmm. yeah they just, i just saw them blossom and i was like wait this person's a fucking star like yeah. what it like blew my mind you know what it reminds
2: me of is you know that show kill tony no it's, you should check it out. It's a, it's a really popular comedy show where they basically bring up comedians and they do like a minute-long set and then they just interview them a little. Okay. And like this show is like literally like Launch Careers. Okay. Right? And you guys kind of basically have that format, but for music, right? Nice. Where you give each one a chance, but it's like, like the it, it keeps, it's it's nice, right? Like it's it just feels like you, you, you do it really well in a way where it's like, I feel like other places try to force it. Yeah, you know, I do. So, I right? do
0: remember hearing some stories of different um, like hip-hop groups from back in the day and they would say oh yeah everyone went to this studio or everyone went to this uh, venue and that just launched careers and 100 percent it could be a situation where two three five years from now you're like oh that artist that artist that artist that artist that artist they all performed at last friday uh back before they were big
2: well especially the music industry it's literally just who you know Right, right. Like right. I was able to do stadiums literally just off of knowing the right people. It had it's nothing to do with network. my talent or brand or anything. Just I knew the right person. Right. right. Like how
0: many streams right. did you have? I had like
2: I had like four hundred monthly <laughs> listeners. And you performed in front of how many people? Like Twenty thousand all across That's Europe. Crazy. Yeah, Jackson. Tell
1: everybody. Tell everybody yeah. about you. Like, who um, are you?
2: Yeah. So a, l- a little <laughs> about me. So I started off like in college. I was, uh, you know, just kind of freestyling with my friends as a joke because we sucked. And then we like accidentally got good cause we just did it so much that we had fun with it. And then, um, you know, I've also always really had two main loves, it's like music and business. And oh, am I supposed to look at this camera? No, you're good. You can look at us. You can't break the fourth <laughs> wall. <okay>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, We're just but, sitting in here but, yeah, conversing basically, amongst each other. You know, since I had these loves for these two areas, I was always like, okay, let me try to launch a business so I can go do music. Right. So right. in college, I launched an Amazon brand. I scaled it to 20 grand a month. I dropped out of college and I used that to fund. Doing music, so I was able to, you know, I opened up for Joiner Lucas, Waka Flocka. Damn, I'm bad at that. Like, That's I gotta crazy. do some, I gotta do some cool riff-raff, stuff. Riff Raff, Riff yeah, Raff. <laughs> everyone's get, opened up for Riff Raff, but Like, yeah, but, um, but yeah, because you could just like pay to play with a lot of these artists. So I'm like, let right. me go make a mo- bunch of money over here, and I can just pay get these opening Right slots and get to just have fun, right? For sure. And you know, I, I I was able to play a festival in Cuba in front of like six thousand people. Nice. And then my business collapsed and I lost everything, <laughs> right? So I had to build it back up, and I spent the next five years really just trying to f- put the pieces together. Um, was able to scale that TikTok channel I mentioned to you to the point I was doing 14, you know, million views a month, um, and then on the back of that, got the right network connections t- uh, to meet another DJ that I started touring with. And then that's who I ended up being able to uh, – that's how I lined up the opportunities to actually tour Europe, uh, ironically, with the Backstreet Boys, which I didn't even know that's, they were still around, crazy. to be so honest. Funny. But then, like, we're literally doing these, like, 20,000-person stay in mm. Paris, mm. Portugal, Spain. Like, so funny. And it just felt like I, I checked the box of what I was seeking for, right? And so the problem was we were, like, not making any money. Right. It's, right. The, it's so hard to make money in the music industry just mm-hmm. because it's a winner take all game. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the top 1% of the 1% make 99% of the money and then they save the rest for the people they're trying to bring up. That's why it's literally just about who you know. Right. Right. And right, so right. I realized that and I'm like, okay, now it's time to go all in on business. Decided to make the pivot. Ended up getting connected with, uh, you know, Nathan. And now we're really uh, through Desi. <laughs> and uh and now we're really trying to just build a real business that helps you know entrepreneurs specifically coaches and consultants scale their business and I want to use the funds of that to create this space. And then, you know, maybe inevitably hop in back in music. But, you know, I think it would be cool to even just work Not with Not maybe.
3: Definitely. Well, like, I,
2: what, my, my idea is I want to work with you guys to put our own show together. And then I'll go be For the sure. tour manager and just be the host and perform when I want. But then be able to feature you guys. And we just have this sick show we could book all across the country. Because taking all these things I'm learning from, like, these AI scraping tools... Uh, you know, I could scrape every single club in the United States and get their contact info and automatically message them at a click of a button. Mm-hmm.
3: That we, would be crazy. So
2: I can I can take all the stuff I used to literally tour. I toured for almost you know two years, like a year and a half. Right, right. So I know I know the playbook right? It's just, you know, if we're going to do it, I want to do it right. And I want to do it without having to make money off of it. I want it to just be about this amazing experience that we fund on the backbone of our businesses. Mm -hmm.
3: For sure. Right.
2: And so that's why a space that we're creating here is so perfect. Because if we have a music studio, a podcast studio, a place for me to host, you know, a sales team, we throw masterminds, you throw your events there. It's just this perfect Community that encompasses everything we're all trying to do, which is, you know, if you're in the music industry, you have to have business in there as well for it to be sustainable. Right. Right. But we can we can build that on the backbone of other uh, industries where it's much easier to make money. Right. Right. I would work with artists and get them millions of streams, but they're making point zero zero three cents per stream. And so I would get them three million streams, but they had to pay four times what it cost. That they'll make back, right? Versus if, if I work I with mean, someone, I mean, playlisting yeah. is
3: not a like you invest money in playlisting exactly. and you make money back. Right? It's and not so that's that. that's why you know when it's, my, you you pay money to look cool, yeah, like yeah. basically, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And, and which s- now I
1: feel like that's kind of devalued at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no no for numbers. sure. I mean,
3: the playlist yeah. it's, I just look it's at all bots now, and I just it's I'm all robots. Like,
2: oh, whatever, that's why I think it's about building your own community. It is right 100%. it's the numbers don't mean shit anymore right because like and, and i think it's also self awareness about what you want we talked about that on the episode with you guys it's like i didn't worry about becoming famous because that's not what i wanted Right, i wanted right. to go have fun and travel and i liked perf- i liked the adrenaline rush of performing right and, and making musical cool people so i didn't really care about being famous i looked at people like justin bieber and saw like him getting harassed by the paparazzi and i, I realized i was like i don't want that Right. Right? I'd much rather have something where I can just have fun. And that's what I'm really optimizing for. And so if there's a quicker path there, I'm going to find it. And the quicker path is just knowing the right people.
3: Right. right? Well, I mean, building the community is so important it, because, I mean, just on a scale of versing streams versus community, it take if you have a million streams, you get, say, 0.006 um, of that off Spotify, it takes... Uh so that's 6000 I believe in a million streams that you would make but if you had 300 like like niche fans then then I'll pay you a 100 bucks Exactly exactly right? you like know you say you have a merch Friday. drop and you yeah. I'll pay you 100 bucks that's that's 30 grand right there. Yeah, like, like if you, know, you looked
2: at everyone that you've invited to last Friday that's an artist, you could very easily reach out to each one of them and provide them something that's worth at least $100. For sure. And chances are a lot of them would take you up on it just because they respect what you've done. For sure. Right. And so, I, I mean, yeah. I think
3: last Friday and stuff, I have needed to get around business savvy yeah. people like you guys just to kind of bounce ideas off of. And then so having this house to kind of throw yeah. – potentially last Friday there, I mean, that's one of the things on my list is like, at least 400 yeah. people could fit in this place so we could throw last Friday and other events, but having the ability to like like capitalize on maybe a high ticket item with amongst that, that we could all eat off of and that, would be well, sick.
2: And that's the exact point of this podcast. It's right. it's to schedule and, and systematize having these conversations in real time right. and then discussing what happened. Because the the conversation might be, hey, we put a game plan together and you didn't execute it. Why, right, right, and that conversation can give us good, good. uh, I'm in trouble. It can give us. It just it helps us take all these like quote unquote accountability as well. Like yeah, accountability. But like we can take these like esoteric ideas, right, and and make them tangible. Wait, right. Can we talk? Can you please? Is that, is like, that, that word? So t- that I just S- used, S- used that S- yesterday, S- it's so like, funny. I'm sorry, my vocabulary is too advanced. Oh <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 what does it mean? Just basically broad ideas. Hey, well, go do email marketing, you can run that. this strategy. Okay, cool, that's hypothetical. Yeah, right. Let's see, apply it in real time and document the actual data behind it to see either the validity of it hmm. or you know, just give you a real time example of it being executed so you can retain the information easier.
0: And that's one of the main concepts that we all have in our lives that come together which is we do music but music doesn't make money and so yeah. <laughs> we've had to figure out That's how so to make funny. money oh and all four of, make money? four of us it's not just the four of us you sent me a uh, uh, IG reel of one of your buddies who had a great edit and you said, "Hey, we should edit our videos like this guy. It's amazing. This right. story's the same thing. Literally, I had no money in <laughs> exactly. music. I was great at music, having lots of fun, but had no money. So we're not the only people. No, it's, it's such Definitely an issue. And you know, luckily, yeah. uh, you know, Jackson and I have built our own separate and now combined businesses that are going to be able to do this. And uh, uh, Blake's working on his high ticket item as well. And Desi's just shouldn't ever have to work because she should just be a star.
3: And so everything's <laughs> literally. great, Please. literally." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean I I know the answer to like the making money in music is through sync. It that's mm. that's for sure the answer. Mm. It you make so yeah. much money getting stuff on commercials and, and movies and stuff. You get one one good movie and that's like 100k check. Right, right. So, but is but that once the you build up one
0: to, into music to begin well, yeah. with, not I the mean, I reason, guess but it's also an album and like a song on it.
3: if you make cool stuff and there's maybe some some type of music genre that they're looking for, um, and you can hit that through sync. I, I just know that there's a bunch of money in that. So right. it, like yeah, of course, making it the reason um, that you do music to make money, it's like we would all love to be just touring artists that are getting paid yeah. to perform yeah. and Well, make that, that's music, why right? my whole
2: idea is, okay, why don't me and Nathan go over here and just make a business <laughs> that produces 150 grand a month, or right. even just 100 grand a month, right? And now we can do whatever the fuck we want in music, and right. we don't have to worry about what it costs, it can be about the expression, right? Because right? Yeah. I think what happens a lot of times is we get into music, and then we try to survive. So in order to survive, it doesn't become about the music anymore. It becomes almost something completely different. When we got in this because we love making music, we love collaborating with people, we love performing and expressing ourselves. And so if we can create a business that allows us to essentially uh, create the the funding, now the music can be about the music.
3: Right. right. And not about, mm-hmm. not
2: about how do I become famous so I can pay my water bill.
3: Right. <laughs> right. Another thing that yeah. I noticed yeah. <laughs>
0: that I always would be really stubborn about is... Back in the day, you would not get me on a podcast regularly. i go on once, but it was like, no, 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 I'm the musician. I am I only do that. And if I go on a podcast, then I'm kind of like that dude that didn't do music, couldn't do music successfully, so he did a podcast. And I was always scared of mm-hmm. not just focusing on the one thing of being the artist. And that's why I really like Jackson's uh, kind of approach of what are you optimizing for, which we'll talk about. As well, because then you know, okay, well, why did I start off doing music? Did I do it because I love the music? Did I do it because I wanted, you know, people to love me and see me? Because I, because I had felt like I had a talent. Because I just wanted a community. What is it? And then you can reverse engineer that, um, which is great. So now I'm going to talk about myself. Right, right. Here we go. Ready? (laughs) Yes, we we want want to hear Sunday. Sunday.
3: And yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sunday. can we kick him out yeah exactly yeah. all right yeah, he doesn't know let's just names. do these three, three cranberry shots right here <laughs> no Did you say cranberry shots
0: cranberry shots cranberry shots, shots. Ooh, cranberry <laughs> shots. <laughs> sounds good uh my name's sunday uh at the age of 14 i bought some music equipment so that my friend and i could Kind of just rap, have fun, make music just for the heck of it. I lived down the street from the high school. So even though I probably shouldn't have been popular, I was popular just by uh, proximity proximity (laughs) because I lived right next to the high school. And so kids came over, they used to, you know, play pool and ping pong in the basement, you know, maybe drink a little bit. Uh, But then we had a recording studio, and next thing you know, I had people coming in. Hey, can I record? Kids I didn't even know. Hey, can I come over record? I had one of the coolest like couples in the school that were like prom king queen vibes. <laughs> be like, hey, can we come over to your house? And I was like, oh my God, this is getting crazy. And the <laughs> next thing you know, uh, this gal came through and she said, hey, can I can I pay you per hour to edit the music for the dance team? And so I realized that it was a business. So I started charging 20 bucks an hour. Next thing you know, I said, hey, I'm getting out of this small town, Portland, Oregon. I'm going to move to L.A. So I found a way to hack the system and graduate high school as a junior. moved to L.A. when I was 17 and went to music school down there. Got completely crushed down there. I thought I was going to be a famous multimillionaire by 18, 19, 20, 21 at the latest. But I got completely crushed down in L.A., Uh, toxic environment, all this crazy stuff, came back, moved around, um, had a pretty good career. I you know, worked with Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, Too Short, all, all these old school West Coast rappers, Mac Dre before he passed away. And um, everything was really good. I was getting flown around from city to city, state to state, um, hanging out with people, doing music videos, but I was broke, super broke, <laughs> as the story goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As the story <laughs> oh, <in fold>. shit. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun. You know, I had my my life scores, if you will, was fun was a 10 and money was a one and love and you know communicate, all those other things and health were great, but money was a one and that sucks. It was like putting $3 in my gas tank or $2.50 in my gas yeah. tank. And just like I knew exactly when I could ride my E-Tank, my E-Untel. Like, the E-Lite could yeah. go on for exactly yeah. this long and not a second more. And I and got I 25 re- miles and yeah, I gotta get Exactly. Gas. Yeah. Right. You I know, was docking it, right? <laughs> docking it. And um, so from there, uh, my manager, Violet Brown, who helped Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and Will I Am get their first uh, from Black Eyed Peas get their first record deals back in the day, um, she was probably like the main powerhouse contact I had. And she told me, hey, you should either get into country music or you should get out of the music industry altogether what? <laughs> because you're just too
3: <laughs> good about you have doors. a good
0: soul, you have a good heart and this industry is like
3: cutthroat. It'll, cut tear you. it'll yeah, it'll destroy it. you. I don't like that. I don't like that advice. Right? Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. But the
1: truth no is Sunday.
3: the truth is
0: I uh, kind of hit rock bottom a bit and I left the music industry and I won't get into the whole entire story but some incredibly magic things happen, um, that I can't really, I can't really explain other than, you know, through spiritual, uh, terms and some crazy things happen. Everything lined up next thing, you know, I built this business, this business now coach with us. Um, you know, and now my money's, you know, at a, like an eight or a nine. And what I would have thought back then would have been a 20 out of 10. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't imagine I'd be making this with money. But now my fund's like a four. Well, not anymore because I have you guys. But before I met you guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. my fund was like a three or a four.
3: Aww. And so
0: now I have my cool little like community. We're cool. Um, we're we're... <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be way too cool. Um, and so now we're in this situation. Where we can leverage the monetary resources to build out the dreams that we've we've always had, and do there's a goal that Jackson and I have because Jackson and his business partner Josh built a business. I'm not gonna say off of our business, but we're we're working. We essentially together.
2: built a sales machine, so we find leads and sell to them, mm-hmm. right? And then we can attach that machine to an offer, which is Nathan's offer. It's like mm-hmm. his offer. Sunday's Sundays.
3: Sunday's Sunday Sunday
1: <laughs> Sunday Sunday, uh, Sunday. like a name tag yeah, right. Day, <laughs> right. literally
0: when we yeah. sat down he said do we have assigned seats or is this a free-for-all <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, that's the gist of it and like I mentioned the concept of all of this is to say okay what is going to be the thing that when we're 90 years old and looking back on our lives that we're going to remember, that we're going to say, that was the key, that was the core of our of my happiness, of my memories, is I was with friends, I was, had fun, we did all this cool stuff, remember the mansion, remember all the funny, the funny stories, so on and so forth. Um, and then reverse engineer that into what we can actually create right now. Because so often, people just don't stop and say, what do I want in life? Enough mm-hmm. to actually be able to yeah. do it, that's one. And then two, everyone is trying to do the same thing by themselves. If you (laughs) you have something, that part, right? If you have like goals, chances are there's another 100,000 if not million or more people that want the same thing. And how many of those people are in your actual uh, geographical proximity who you can team up with and create a team and create a squad. And it's just exponential. Desi, exponential means. (laughs) Oh,
1: really? Oh, really? Um, (laughs) You know what, y'all? I got you. Wait,
0: what does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. So that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the connector of connectors, I introduce to you, Desi (laughs) Murray. Who's
1: that? What does that mean? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Hashtag. What does that mean? Hashtag. What does that mean? Um. Yes, I'm so excited to be here, what's up? Um, Yeah, my name is Desi Marie, and I am a singer, songwriter, vocalist, and mental health brand owner. And I moved to Vegas three years ago from the DMV, any East Coasters, y'all are my babies.
0: You moved from the DMV? From the
1: DMV, which, by the way means DC, Maryland, Virginia. See, now I am the one who
3: doesn't know.
0: Okay, uh, so DC, Maryland, Virginia.
1: I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, Mm -hmm. and um, basically when I was a child, I was really fat and looked Mexican and had a really bad accent and had no friends till about, I was probably like 15. Um, and my parents were really strict, and like didn't let me like go to parties and stuff. So it made me like really not cool, because I wasn't allowed to like do anything. And it's like, oh, the weirdo. And it was like, did you that sneak was out
3: me. and go to the parties?
1: No, because I was like too scared. So I was like a literally a goody two shoes my entire life. Like I was too scared to get in trouble. Like I would like literally like get myself in trouble. Like if I did something bad, like I would come to my parents and like ground myself. Like what? I was like, <laughs> not... you didn't
3: like rebel? No. Okay. Like I
1: never rebelled. Like I always was like wanted to be good. Like and that's all I wanted to do. And I and you love like, that you still yeah, are no. <laughs> Olsen. Yeah, um, so I grew up kind of in a like bullying situation. If anyone, anybody's watching this, and um, I my parents enrolled me in a Christian school when I was young, and I, I went to a private school. Um, and when I was around like eight or nine years old, we had this like Christmas show, and they were auditioning people to sing solos, and I sang Silent Night at like age eight and um for some reason when I did that I lit- it was like the first time in my entire life I guess that I felt like any sort of like happiness and at home and that dragged on to my middle school and my high school and in middle school I joined all the choirs everything that had to do with music because music started to be like my outlet and so in middle school and high school even when I was like bullied a lot like music's all I had and so when um, I went to high school I, I joined this choir and my my choir teacher pulled me aside one day and she was like, hey, you're like really good. Like, I just want you to know <laughs> that. Like, you can sang, girl. Sang, And girl. I'm like, oh, thanks, like, haha." And um, then <laughs> 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 And then I took over, then I was like, oh, I should really like listen to this. And I, and I started to realize that I was good because I started auditioning for all these di- things and getting into everything, basically. And um, the school musical was coming up, Annie, and I was like, you know what, I've never done a musical. I don't know what I'm doing, I've never done acting, I've never done anything, I'm an audition for this musical. And long story short, um, I ended up getting casted as Annie as the lead role and I'd never done a show in my entire life and I was like oh my gosh and so that led into me being the lead all four years of my co- of my high school career which everyone hated me for if you're in high school you'd like hate that girl that, that was me um, but I found my place and my confidence in musical theater and music and ever since then I've been basically um, singing and performing I, I went to college for vocal performance I've toured with a group that sang in prisons. We put on Les Mis in prisons. I was president of an a cappella group that went to the um, competition for Pitch Perfect. And um, in all of that, when I graduated school, I always love entrepreneurship and I kind of wanted to do my own thing. And I was like, I don't want to work for anybody. And um, I started learning Facebook ads and I ended up building a Facebook ads agency when I was, like, 19 or something and made a lot of money for being in my kitchen counter, like, on my laptop. Um, And I I saved a lot of money and was trying to audition for shows and and worked this this entrepreneur thing. All of us, all of us. Like, music wasn't paying me. I had to make money somehow. Um, And so, um, long story short, I packed my bags, like, Three months, ag- three years ago, um, and moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, cross country to pursue my music and entrepreneurial dreams because I low key like met a billionaire in a like parking lot, which is like a whole other story. But um, <laughs> yeah, and so now I'm sitting in this chair with these amazing people that I've met throughout networking and just being myself, I guess, and just being around amazing opportunities. Well, what was your and- third last week? Oh yeah, and last week, um, I just turned 27. For anyone who's listening to this, and I moved here when I was 24. I've done a lot of things. It was three years. Last week, I got to live one of like my dreams, like checking out boxes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I am a singer who's really passionate about entrepreneurship and really passionate about mental health because of my own story. So because of what I went through, like I had to do so much work on my mind to be who I am today. To Transform myself into this beautiful confident woman that's sitting on this chair like that was not who I was I was not meant to be this person like I I created this person and I see people every day like so lost and feeling so like stuck in their ways and I'm like if you only knew that Everything's in your mind and you can control everything you can literally change your life It takes so much work and so much pain, but you can do it And so I've created a brand out of that that I associated with my music so I can make money um, and still do <laughs> and still do music. And so last week for my 27th birthday, I threw one of the biggest events I've ever thrown in my life. Um, I partnered with a nonprofit called Positively Arts, and I donated my band to essentially put on a concert about mental health and positivity um, for people and the youth. And I relaunched my clothing brand that he's wearing.
3: Right here, yes, <laughs> Lincoln Bio. Right there, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> marketing. Ooh!
1: It's hot, it's hot um, that he's wearing and it's all positive quotes and um, basically just is embracing the fact that you have a choice every single day to change your life. And um, I threw this event and guys, I tell you, I kid you not, like I told my friends, I was like, oh, I wanna have like 200 people there, like that's my goal, like I I really think I can do this. I literally had to keep like turning on my RSVP link because too many people RSVP'd for this event, and they capped me at 300 people. And over 300 people RSVP'd, and it was this crazy, beautiful moment where hundreds of people from Las Vegas came out to support music and mental health. And, it was awesome, and it was, it was like I was J Lo.
3: You, for a night that's an like that no higher than that
1: like i you were Jay high you were Jay High, Jay high. <laughs> um, sorry
3: j lo i love you i still get your text message slow evaluation
1: and um J-Lo. <laughs> it was just it was wh- why it was so special to me was because in vegas i'm going to be honest like i've i've really like lost parts of myself in vegas it's been really hard for me to manu- for me to maneuver the music industry i was not ready i'm literally like a, a sheltered flower that lived <laughs> in a white picket fence community, you know? I mean, I'll like be honest, like I like didn't have a hard, like I was bullied, but like I went home to like a half a million dollar home where i never locked my door that nothing ever happened to me and like it was fine and I was fine and everything was always fine. And like I came here and I was like, everyone doesn't live like I lived? Like what is this? Like I was just so naive, like honestly, Um, and I was just, my world has been rocked by many things, and I've made good and bad decisions, and I lost myself in the music scene because I I felt like I had to, like, fit into all these niches and things, Mm and I'm just... Of a, a trained vocalist, like I want to sing, motherfuckers. I wanna like sang. I don't want to go up there and sing tracks and do all these things and go in the studio and have all these like auto-tuning things. I just want to sing. Like I want to grab a mic and sing live. And I don't want to like make music. And so that that night was the first night that I was like, I'm gonna sing whatever I want. I'm gonna do whatever music I want, however I want, and I'm just gonna be and and that's and that's exactly what it was like P- I puked out myself to mm. Vegas for one night and it was great. And I
0: must we, say, we love because, that puke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah great puke. <laughs> I, I must say because Desi's not going to say it all for herself. Yeah. But the me moving here and meeting Des was like amazing because yes, she introduced me to half of my entire network. But <clears throat> things that she has brought me to include. Her uh, like a full backstage experience of her performing <laughs> at a stadium uh, national anthem in the middle of the stadium before everything starts lights camera everything amazing introducing me us to millionaires movers and shakers around town bringing me to these crazy events. It's just it's amazing to experience everybody's and, you know there's things that Blake talked didn't talk about about himself like incredible i realize. artists that he's worked <laughs> with like, and produced and, in and stages that he's <laughs> been on and it's just, it's it's really an honor to be in this room um yeah. it's not a good thing when which happened for a lot of years for me when you're always the looked up to person in the room where yeah. it's like oh, my God, It's my, my producer name used to be Nate Beast. So people would be like, oh, my God, it's Nate Beast. And I'd just be around all these artists, and they'd look up to me because I had connections and I had things going on. Mm. Right. But when you're the main person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Who,
3: who were you looking up to?
0: Exactly. I was looking right. up to nothing. Dude, honestly,
2: it's- that's why I partner with you because the problem I had with my business is since I was the main guy, anything that was my weakness became the business's weakness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, versus if you need people there that can balance out where you're weak and yeah. be strong there and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? And and with like we said earlier, it's like if we all, we're all in a certain extent trying to accomplish the same goal, right? So if we can all come together and combine our resources, combine combine our network, combine our experience, mm-hmm. it becomes so much easier to accomplish because one plus one plus one doesn't equal four, it equals a 100, right. you know what I mean? Because the compound effect of each of our track records combined will give us the leverage we need to solve the problems we're gonna have to solve to make this real. Because we wanna get a spot. This, you know, we're, we're saying we wanna do this. It's gonna be, it always takes twice as long as you expect it to, and it's twice as hard as you expect it to. Right? Right. So the mm-hmm. more we can all come together and collectively attack this, you know, the higher probability it has right. to happen. It,
0: especially when you're doing it by yourself, Mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Mm. But now there's four of us and there's a camera and this gets put out into the world. So the more people you tell, there's an interesting thing that Blake and I talked about, which is that on one hand, when you have goals, it's good to just keep it to yourself because Mm -hmm. there's something magical about just saying, like not telling everyone what you're about to do and then just like holding that space. Um, What that can do is it can make it so that when people... Um, when you tell someone, you get that dopamine hit. Yeah, right. And then you, and then all of a sudden, you feel like you already did it, and you're like, okay, cool. Well, I already got the, you know, people dope- going, oh, that's so cool. You're gonna right. do this thing. Oh, yay, no. little doggy did the trick. Right. right? But <laughs> at the same time, the opposite is also true. Where if you keep it to yourself, then no one knows. And when right. you start telling people, the next thing you know, Joe over here. Knows mm. that you're looking for a mansion, and yeah. he ends up talking to a big real estate agent in Las Vegas. And he goes, "Oh, I actually know these folks. That here, let me right. pull up their Instagram. Check out all their amazing content on this podcast." And, and next thing you know, they reach out to you because you talked about it. So, and that's mm. amplified
2: by Vegas too, because it's like it's it's got the influence of like an LA or a Miami, but it's you know a tenth of the size, yeah. right? And mm. so everyone is literally congregated to this small area, mm. right? And so everyone knows someone that knows someone. Mm-hmm. right and so whatever it is you need if you can be specific about what it is and put it out there especially in vegas it's not hard to find that
3: mm-hmm. right it. for sure a- a-
2: and especially if we have a podcast where we could literally give them a reason to yeah. link up come on the pod listen mm-hmm. we want to interview you about xyz but it's doing it in a way where it's not just like asking them the same questions they did on every other podcast they've been on right it's in context right right mm-hmm. and that's what i think will make it real mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> see
0: so las vegas I know you have a low self esteem because you're right next to very cool Los Angeles, and I know that the whole size matters thing is a thing. But you're smaller, but you're more important sometimes. So
3: just mm-hmm. I mean, you know. but everyone from Los Angeles is coming over yeah, to Vegas coming. now. Yeah, right? we're the, so, we're the like, yeah. now. She's an Ew. expensive hoe. Like, <laughs> 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 She's pretty. She's got I, the I beach. feel like there's so much, so much to build around in Las Vegas too. There's just so much land open for there to be. The city to just keep getting bigger mm. and as
1: long as they keep going out, 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 right? Because there's a lot happening.
3: Oh yeah, no. Hope like uh. I don't want they don't need to congest any more of what's going on here. There's a lot outside of the city. Yeah. I mean, you could get from one side of Vegas to the other side in 45 minutes, like with no yeah. traffic. No, yeah, for it's sure. It's smaller than people it's think.
1: Small, it's a small city. I, for I
2: sure. think I don't know how much time we have left, but I think before we wrap it up, we should talk about now that we've given people some context, what are we looking for in a space?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, 100%. Right? Yeah,
2: 100%. Like for me specifically, I want a place where I can run a sales team. Mm-hmm. Cuz if I can have 5 to 10 people in person, that will be what I need to create the 100 to 200 grand a month in revenue that mm-hmm. that we're trying to hit. 100 Right. Uh, I think yeah, backyard a backyard <laughs> where we can throw yeah. like last Friday events or events like what Desi did. I think would be big, right? Right. Obviously, a music studio, a podcast studio. We want a cold plunge, a sauna, a pool if we can. Like, but I, I, at least for you guys, what what do you want out of a place like this? Well, the small
3: why? mansion is cool that's so funny but it's like we have this grandiose vision i mean shout out dan for kind of giving a direction towards the like this 40 acre lot that um, I have my eye on, and mm-hmm. um, that would be my dream vision is figuring out if that space works, and then if it is, then figuring out how to get it. Yeah. But this would run as a cool concept, having like four acres, three acres, and big enough to throw like 400 events or 400 people mm-hmm. um, at an event. I mean, I have a whole list of yeah. things that I actually wrote down that I need for this. Did everybody bring lists? Yeah, did you, you guys up, all have uh, lists, too. or did I you, you kind of have in the brain? I got a mental list. I mean, I basically just
2: said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just said my list. Yeah.
3: Dang, mine's <laughs> I'm like, like, I just
2: need a place to run a team. Ideally, uh, like, that's if, it. That's like, all really... attached. Dist- uh, like, it's not attached to the like music studio section, right? Like, ideally, if it's like a you know, like casita a lot of places will have like a, a house, like a what do you call that? Casita? it's like a separate house. Yeah, casita. A house? casita. Casita, yeah. that's fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some shit yeah. like yeah. that, casita. right? Yeah. Or like a, a big a garage that is like soundproof enough that we could have like you know, like an office set up in there. You know, what Dang, I mean? and
3: so that like your craziest wildest dreams at this point. Well con- no, that's what I need v- one- that's
2: what I need is like a non negotiable, right? Right. Craziest wild dreams. I want a float take, I want a sauna, there I, want we a gym, go. I want a gym, I want a basketball court, I want a fucking zip line, right? I want to throw masterminds there. So we need a good place that can foster community, sick <laughs> art everywhere.
3: Okay, see that's yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's
2: what about. I want for the whole spot, but for at least sure. for what will facilitate the thing like that to be sustainable, is we need cash flow. Right. Right? And we can produce cash flow from our business,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? It's high ticket, so we really just need to sell like if we could get a sale a day, we're right. done. And all right. I got to do to get a sale a day is take my current team and increase their output by basically five or six. Right. Right? So if I can have people in person, that alone will double my output, just because their proximity, right? Most I can of, like right. go
1: in there and like cheerlead them, and yeah, yeah. be like, "Hey guys, good
2: <laughs> yeah. morning." Oh my yeah, well, good Desi, morning. there, we'll play good, good cop, bad cop. Right. She'll be the good cop. We'll <laughs> sing a duet
3: for them, and then I'll come you know, in there like, with a
2: whip, just like, "Get to work!" <laughs> no, I feel like I also
1: could be a bad. I feel like yeah. I can get Tassy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he saw it. No, yeah. he he's coming seen there with a the snaps. Side of me that is yeah.
2: Like, All right, let's let's hear your your list. All right,
3: the list. Okay, lots of parking. We need. Parking like that is essential mm, and I didn't even think about that bro It you it's that stuff though That's like if we don't have a place for people to park we can't throw events for people to come to you and need, then like, the neighbors
2: Huh, you need like a shuttle or something right
3: or a little parking garage. That'd yeah. be cool. Right a shuttle uh, that, that that's how we would kind of make that other place work when we yeah. were looking at that um the other mansion, but yeah. um central location I feel like is so important because I don't want have to have to people to drive forty minutes out of Vegas to come to a place mm-hmm. that just even for me to have to drive somewhere forty minutes it's like almost like I don't care like <laughs> I I, do, I don't care how cool this place yeah. is I'm not going I don't want to drive forty minutes I'll like mm-hmm. stay at home and that's fine have the fun so if I'm even thinking that I, I think other people would think that so central location is super imperative. Um, Ability to hold 400 people for events. Um, You know, me throwing last Friday, I've kind of made a network of other people that throw events in the community, so Mm. not only would we be able to throw your event and last Friday, and if Sunday wanted to have an event and Desi's event, now we have like the EDM scene, we have the yeah. Latin scene. We have. Well, I think that's huge, like,
2: right? Because one of the big things that we'll really dive into on other episodes of how we're going to make this happen is we have to find ways to monetize this place enough to offset our overhead, right? Because we're not so trying if, to if put ourselves at place. We have, an event, a risky if we have pace, yeah,
3: like events every single weekend, you know, and
2: yeah. How much do you think we could make from like a Friday, Saturday events happening situation?
3: I mean, that's that, numbers we would have to go over in here because yeah. we we have to talk about now event license we yeah. know Need yeah. to get alcohol license. We mm. need to get. There's all these things we have to get in place to be able to throw and these at it our house. Also, has to be in a
2: place where we're not gonna have issues with HOAs or rent.
1: Necessarily though, you can hire companies that have licensing.
3: Right. Or we can hire that. But so then it's the cost of the hire, company. You
1: just hire, you just hire like a yeah. bartender from like a but, company that already has that.
3: Right. But the thing is, is if we want to monetize this completely, and also it's just probably good for Last Friday to have these licenses, anyways. It's like might as well like just kind of buy it. like get whatever we need so that we can hire our own staffing and we can keep most of the profit because, um, and the tips and whatever because that that all adds up. I feel like uh, out after so many events, I just know an
1: alcohol mm-hmm. license is uh, it's, it's a hefty, it's a
3: hefty. Business. Yeah, but I mean, if you're throwing like, uh, like a dozen events a month, you know, at the place, I feel like yeah. it's got to make up for it. Through that throughout the year if you're if you're bringing in um i think it's also the seven. type of
2: events you throw like i think one of the type of events that could be really lucrative for us is like mastermind events mm-hmm. oh a thousand percent right? both for not just making money but also networking and getting right you know clients right like take someone that has like a, a thirty thousand dollar mastermind that they like rent out a yacht for or rent out a mm-hmm. place for especially in vegas you know that's just going on right right and these are the types of people we Bring on the pod. For build a relationship sure, with. For sure. and, hey, you throw masterminds. We've thought about doing that. Come on the pod and we'll, tell us about your experience. Right? And we'll provide a right? space
3: for you to like throw. An yeah, event. and
2: but even if they don't, we don't provide the space. Just getting them there, you build a network, and they either give you the playbook or the connections to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right?
3: Well, so podcast yeah. studio. Mm-hmm. Making sure we have a podcast studio yeah. there. Making sure we have um, a music, music studio. studio. Music studio. Sure, that's yeah. super important. Um, a grand piano <laughs> i want a grand yes. piano yeah. uh, two kitchens would be tight casita mm. like you said yeah. which maybe that that could be the two kitchens <clears> but <throat> a canopy would be kind of um, lit by a the canopy. pool canopy that be a tree house or yeah. like some grandiose. Yo, a
2: tree house would be crazy like a, <laughs> we'd yeah. have to build that shit right but that'd be sick we just like
3: go up there and we just sit in the tree house and we game plan yeah. like something cookies. even make cookies <laughs>
1: he's
3: um, in he's coming yeah. Yeah. yes let's go um, <laughs> steam room Mm. ice bath minimal caring neighbors that's minimal super Karen's. important minimal because if we have this grandiose space then we are obviously yeah. there's going to be people that are like you can't be doing this yeah. like like yelling at the cars out front or like yeah. the constant music being played or some yeah way neighbor, to...
2: neighbors can't be a, a factor right because right. We if we're to... worried about that it kills the whole thing kills it yeah kills it right yeah. And that's where maybe just getting a space with enough acreage where it's like, even if you are throwing something, it's spread out enough that right. like it's not just your property, but then they have a big property. So, like, right. you know, it's spanning the noise over six acres instead of like half an acre. You mm. know what I mean? For sure. And that might be 100%. something we work but that's, up to. But that's exactly know? that's what I'm like, thinking we work up to yeah. is
3: that dream space that, that I've talked to all of you guys about. Mm-hmm. I have in mind. Um, and actually, talked to somebody yesterday that is that has people that's down to fund it Mm. and so but it's not going to give the resources away until we have actually a devised like pitch deck all the logistics like there's stuff that i wasn't even thinking about like sometimes you can't even build on certain land like you have to make sure that the the ground is like okay yeah. to build certain things like if we were going to throw a festival something. yeah because yeah. yeah, maybe the metal could it, seep like, into sinks, the ground yeah, and then falls and, exactly <laughs> yeah. so there's there's certain things like yeah. that or um you know how much the appraisal is going for how much these people bought the space originally for and like why the space is still available because we're not the first brilliant people to come and be like, oh, we could do something crazy with this. I'm sure mm-hmm. other people that are in real estate are like, they have their eye on this eye on this place or they know not to go on this place because of X, Y, and Z and why maybe that mm-hmm. could be. Mm-hmm. So figuring out all this and stuff, the logistics and then having this in a package, bringing it to him and then he would bring it to his friends that yeah. he's able to facilitate. I'll make the introductions mm-hmm. to you guys. Sunday met him yesterday, but... Yeah. Um, Yeah, shout out Mike. Mike is awesome. Uh, Love you, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we could get Mike on here too. Mike could talk Mm -hmm. for hours about stuff. Um, And then I guess, yeah, minimum three acres. I feel like uh, just based off of what Dan said, because Dan has a place that's around three acres, and he says he could fit like 300, 400 people max. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's kind of a rough estimate of where we could start Um, before the 40 acres for sure. And yeah, that's my list. What you got,
2: Sunday?
0: Mine's nice and easy. It's uh, (laughs) uh, must have permits and permission to legally do business in the space, also events. Right. Uh, Must be able to have a minimum of 10 people fly in and stay the night for multiple days for masterminds and other reasons like that. Um, Currently, we're already kind of testing this. We're on our sales calls. We're saying, hey, uh, you can buy our program for 9,500. Or if you want, you can uh, for eighteen thousand, we'll fly you into Vegas, stay in a mansion, and we'll do a three-day workshop in addition in person, shoot your video, et cetera. Um, and so all of that additional money would go into the monthly uh, into a bank account that would be available for monthly. Um, mortgage, down payments, and or rent for the space.
3: And so you already have like Brennan that you could do that at, or where were you thinking about like- uh, Yeah, that, the-
0: the, our friend Brennan is a spot that we could do the test run at until we have a space. But I was just thinking about sticking in a bank account and then that could be for a down payment, for mm. mortgage, for rent, as opposed to just hurrying up and doing it. Um, but of course, those people need to be fulfilled on as well. So they would fly out. Uh, we would put them up at probably at Brendan's house and they would stay there. We would fulfill on them, but then the money would be in a bank account for when we find what we need. Right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one is must have an office, music studio, uh, cozy haste, place to hang indoors, so on and so forth, setting everything up. No HOA I have as well. Um, yeah, have the rest thing. of them are just little personal things. Like I want a key so I can access it 24-7. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone saying, oh, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um same. a
2: thumb lock.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, must uh, be able to make decisions on design, installations, so on and so forth. Uh, so not have a place where it's like, this place is cool, this place
3: is awesome.
2: But it's, you can't touch anything. Yeah. Can't touch anything. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Going to that HOA one, I remember Dan actually saying that he, it since he has a gate inside, like t- into mm-hmm. his house, you have to go through a gate to get inside. Yeah. That's actually like a lick to have because Cops can't get in. It's mm-hmm. like you can't like literally like cuz yeah. if you have a house they can go up and knock on your door yeah. and stuff and so it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah, he's like kind of the the mayor of his own little land right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good that's a good call.
1: Yeah. A good what call. about you, Desi? <clears throat> I had no HOA. Um I have a music studio of course. Whoop. Um I had uh, like practice rooms or a practice uh. room mm. like where it's like uh where you just there's like a comp, like a piano and like yeah. it's like insulated and you just like can rehearse like yeah. practice rooms like mm. fire like I had those sick. in college yeah and like you, booth can, is you can also um, i mean that comes yeah. with the music, the music music studio, studio. you can yeah, also yeah, teach like lessons yeah. out of there and have private yeah. lessons and in te- like no one knows what's going on um, like a meeting room for meetings with like coffee and like kombucha mm. bar, like somewhere where it's like if someone comes Snack there for a meeting, bar. you know exactly yeah. what room you're going to and it's just like that's mm. the meeting room. Mm. Like there's a big ass table in there and if people are in there you do not walk in there and that's, you just know what's going down in there. You just know mm. and there could be like coffee and snacks and kombucha and yeah. little TV, and it could be cute. Um, I had, per- personally for me I'd love to have a room where I can like run my brand out of and like have equipment and print and like we could also make money oh, off of that. Oh, that too, would be have, sick. Like, print a print, shop? like a print shop. Like like I have like a, a,
2: I have a literally an a industrial printer we're not doing anything with that we can oh, use. Oh, bro. Us. Yeah. Like I Lit- love or to even have just a, facilitating I'd love a space have, like, a for people warehouse. that already like have
3: businesses that are around doing stuff with print. And then we just have a space for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just
1: that love to have a warehouse to like run my sick. brand out of that I yeah. run out of my house. And, I didn't like, even think of that. And like bittersweet the fuck out of it. Um, and make it yeah. cute.
0: The guy that we met with yesterday has a print company. So. Right, Mike. Yeah,
1: Mike. Has, yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be really cool. A podcast room, obviously. Um, sauna, cold plunge. I would literally love my life if there's a chef in this place. Like, yeah, that's, oh that's awesome God, God, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, just like we just have breakfast and lunch every day. Like high key. Like yeah. I'm just like, please. Um, and this is like completely like s- selfish and girly, but I'd love to have like a huge ass like closet in there with all my ridiculous <laughs> yeah. outfits and yeah. makeup that I could come get ready in before my shows. and mm. is... Yes. Like a get ready room.
0: I-, I love the idea of having a kind of a costume room yeah. so that people can like change Like with outfits out, yeah. and like right. mirrors photo, photo and like get ready. And like style. it could
1: make it, it could also, if we do have events, it could like second as like a green room so it could make us feel mm. more official, like have somewhere, oh yeah, you can get ready here, you can put your stuff right. here, it's safe, like, um, yeah, and just have like a room for that stuff and like have the chicken of my clothes, but right hide
3: it. Or like a time. runway stage too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Dude, bit. we could throw model events and like yeah. th- we could just get people, we know a bunch of modeling companies, yeah. have them come out and throw their events there and like a cool mansion. I feel like that'd be sick.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, so I think that, um. See, yeah.
3: now I'm starting to, this is great that we're having these
0: conversations because now I'm starting to think, okay, It actually does make more sense to bring on an investor as well because, yes, technically we could be the investors. But if we want to go really big and having someone who invests specifically on the monetization of the house, and, of course, usually investors are in for it for lifestyle as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now I'm an angel investor. Do I want to invest in this dusty-ass tech company? Do I want to invest in this you know this event space because it could be a little bit more fun or do I want to invest in this amazing experience Mm. that these folks have they already have their shit together they already have a podcast about it they already have uh, you know businesses There's are surrounding stuff. it. They already have their own brands around it. Yeah. And why don't we why don't we come in? They don't even care about monetizing the space too much for the general space. They have their own things that they're doing as well. Yeah. So we keep our um, whatever the legal term is for um you know, creative control. Creative control and uh you know full autonomy. monetization uh, autonomy of our monetized Individual brands and businesses, mm-hmm. and they come in. They say, "Wow, I can see so much potential for this, that they don't even I'll want buy to the manage." Spot. Yeah, I'll buy the spot. Yeah. and and then uh, work
2: with you guys t- for you to pay the the um, the mortgage.
0: Yeah, yeah Well, they'll, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they'll buy the spot, pay the mortgage, and then they will get a cut of the uh, the monetization yeah, of yeah. the events and different things that go on in there. And potentially, if we get the right person, because a lot of times. Uh, the best investors are not just people that have the money but have other resources that can help mm. you as well. They right. might have mm. the ability yeah. to say, oh yeah, let's bring in this you know modeling agency to do these things. Let's bring in these people who want to rent the space for the yeah. weekend.
2: Have it we, we need to find if we were gonna get an investor, I think it's finding one where it solves the problems they're trying to solve in their current businesses. Right. Right. right? Because mm. that's the cool thing about what we're doing is it, it gives us flexibility in and diversified resources and diversified credibility and diversified networks. Well, you
1: know, from some investors that I've met and talked to, a lot of the time when people have reached this level in their career, they're not trying to reach more levels in their career. They just want to have fun and enjoy life. And I feel like right. a lot of yeah. the time they've lost that. And a lot of the people that I've met, and I can tell the story at a time, but the one billionaire mentor that I've had in my life that's like changed my life is he just wanted friends. He's like, mm. I can't walk in a room without someone talking to me about money. I don't, about money. Yeah. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want, and he, he um, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to talk about business, I don't want to talk about money. I yeah. don't want to talk about, I don't want them to ask me to it. invest in their company. I don't I want them it. to ask me to like, I want people to know who I, I am right. and still know like who I am yeah. and I'm fine with telling you, yeah, this is what I've accomplished. But I just want to go I'm grab lunch and like. Go I want bowling people that aren't right. like, right. just being right. my friend
2: um, for their own selfish. And a lot reasons, of the time, yeah. when I would, all of us. I when feel I like, would ask you know. him, mm-hmm. like,
1: "Hey, like, what do you want from me?" He's like, "I just want you to be my friend. Like, just ask me to do normal ass that. shit." He was like, wow. "Ask me to go bowling. Ask me to go, like, come, come, yeah. like, gamble with me, and I'll throw you the money. Like, I, that's not an issue. Just come have cool conversations with me, and just don't." Like for the most part, it's not like don't talk to me about business because he would clearly open the door for me to ask for yeah. for mentorship. Well, but I, it was a different relationship. I think
2: that's why this this it's why I wanted to do this space too because the space can be whatever you want from it. So if you're just there to you know have fun, communicate, make music, you're in that part of the building, right? If you came here to do business, you're in the office space or on a podcast or mm-hmm. in another room where you're having a meeting, and so you can get what you want from a space that encompasses. Basically, it checks all the boxes mm-hmm. for everything mm-hmm. you would want to do with music, business, or marketing. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think it's going to be cool because we're obviously going to need a team to manage this place, but I think it's going to like sell itself to a point where people are just going to want to be involved. Like, yeah. People are just like, yeah, I'll facilitate the... I'll I'll be like, well, we might even need someone there that's like running the freaking front door. I don't know. But like, there's, well, like one idea we people, had is, but... is
2: literally right. hiring someone whose job is to literally just make the rent. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Like yeah. your job is to monetize from XYZ pass mm. and you just have to create whatever 15 grand in revenue a month. So we can cover that and then you get a free place to live plus whatever, Doing four grand a month shit. salary or something. Mm. Yeah. Right. right? And your job to have that is clear 20 grand because our overhead is 15, the rest covers your salary and we're good.
3: Right. right. There it is. Well, so I feel like like starting, or f- I mean, kind of wrapping this up, I've what do we need to do before the next episode that we come on? What do you guys think are the next steps? I think I th- pitch deck? A
0: I th- I couple think, pitch decks maybe? I think we need
2: to start looking <laughs> at Places because the plan we put together needs to be in context of the space that we're going for.
0: Yeah, we should bring someone on next time who we think can help us with the space. Yeah, I have, estate, I have a guy maybe.
2: in mind um, and that can just help us understand how to navigate the process of finding a place.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: think that's the next part of the conversation. We have a clear idea of what we want. Now it's figuring out what are our options. Yeah. Right, because right. once we know what our it. options are, we can use that to weigh in our decision. And I, I think building this, this place, it's an ever evolving journey. I think, you know, it might start off with a smaller place that encompasses the main things that we have to have. And then we build a foundation off of that, build a proof of concept, the, the, and use that to find an even better spot. It, agreed. Right. The
0: question though is do we have someone come on that's the real estate guy right. or gal? Or do we have someone who is the investor gal or guy, right?
2: I, I, have, I have someone in mind who does something similar to what we're trying to do and has already done it.
0: Right. Um, he's go. done I'm going re- to
2: reach out. He does like, uh, I don't know how to explain what he does, but he's like, uh, I'll, let me reach out to him, and if he's down to come on, then we can talk about that on the next episode. Love but, it. Um, Love I think right now it's we either have to start looking at places ourselves or find someone that could help us navigate mm. this. 100%. Right. Now, 100%. who that is, got to figure else? that out.
3: Who Else in Vegas does a content house like that's successful. It's
2: not necessary that they have a content house, that's one way for sure. Well, yeah, if you I'm have just that, either they, they have experience sure. with content houses or real estate in Las Vegas, right? We have a
0: minute, right. 48
2: okay. seconds. Yeah, oh, well, shit. I will say <laughs>
0: that I'm super surprised that nobody put an OnlyFans room on their list, yeah. uh, but I'm really <laughs> appreciative. That I mean, I guys have a
1: blacklist, I have an yeah.
3: OnlyToes account, OnlyToes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we you a get 111 dollars per, per, per toe. toe.
1: <laughs> hey guys! Uh, I all remember right, your life is bittersweet, and that it's all mental, and always she's happy.
0: Hey, hey let's, let's go. go. <laughs>
2: uh, are we y- sure? Do we have an uh, outro? Yes. More than me, the outro? Mike,
3: signing off. Peace. Is
2: that our name? I don't know. I guess Love it is you. for right uh, now. Let's go. Oh. We out.